On September 29, 1961, The Twilight Zone aired an episode called The Shelter. Shelter was about a suburban dinner party. And during the dinner party, it was interrupted by a news bulletin warning of a nuclear attack coming. And the neighbors scrambled to prepare themselves. But there was one family, the Stockton family, who built a bomb shelter for himself, his wife, and his child. And his neighbors did nothing to prepare. So when that announcement is made, Stockton and his family went into the shelter. And the neighbors began to panic and were begging him to take shelter with him and his family. Now, Stockton didn't have enough room in the shelter for the whole town, for all of his neighbors, but his neighbors turned against him and they became an angry mob beating down the door of the shelter eventually. And during this time, the worst of his neighbors came out. They attacked each other. There was anti-immigrant sentiment amongst the neighbors, but then they discovered that it was only a false warning, that in fact there was no impending nuclear attack. But they saw the worst of themselves. A term for seeking shelter, sanctuary. Now, if you ever have read the Victor Hugo novel, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, or you've seen that 1939 film or the 1996 Disney version, you will be familiar with the yelling, crying dramatically of sanctuary, sanctuary. This was uttered by Quasimodo. Now, you know, Quasimodo was sort of the disfigured, monster-looking bell ringer of the Paris Cathedral. And when he yelled sanctuary, he had came down from the belfry to grab Esmeralda the gypsy, who had been condemned unjustly, and he saved her from the stake. And he stood up on the balcony yelling sanctuary, sanctuary. And that is, that term is something that is ages old, and it's invoked by churches to look for protection, a refuge from those who are pursuing you. Shelter, a couple definitions. A place giving temporary protection from bad weather or danger or to protect or shield from something harmful. It could be bad weather. It could be people who are pursuing you. So looking for shelter. Give me shelter. Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. My name is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. I use history and music to make connections with the goal of informing, educating, and inspiring others to go out and live, serve, and love others around them. And hopefully together, we can make our part of the world a little bit better. Today's song I'm looking at is Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones. It was released in 1969. It was on the band's Let It Bleed album. And this song covers topics, murder, rape, and war, and fear. The author 
reporter in the magazine Rolling Stone said at the time when the Rolling Stones released this song, said the band had never done anything better. And Gimme Shelter has been on a lot of greats lists. It was on Rolling Stones number 13 on Rolling Stones 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. And in fact, here's a fast fact about Gimme Shelter. It was in three Martin Scorsese movies. Goodfellows, Casino, and The Departed. So the idea of Gimme Shelter, Mick Jagger sings about rape and murder and war coming on people and the idea of needing shelter from these horrible things that are happening in society. And there are always been people who provide shelter for other people, provide help for other people. Frances Ellen Watkins Harper, she was born in September of 1825 in Baltimore, Maryland. She was an only child and she was born to African-American parents, but they were free. Now, unfortunately, by the time she was three, both of her parents died and she became an orphan. So she was raised by her aunt and her uncle and her uncle, William, ran a school which Francis enrolled in. And she became a writer. And then when she became 26 years old, she left Maryland and became the very first woman instructor at Union Seminary. Union Seminary was a school for free African-American women and African-Americans in Wilberforce, Ohio. She taught there. She taught domestic science. And then she moved to Pennsylvania. And she was working as a teacher in Pennsylvania. And then she worked, went back and found out that her home state of Maryland passed a law that free African-Americans living in the North were no longer allowed to enter the state of Maryland. And in fact, if they went into the state of Maryland, they would be imprisoned and sold into slavery. So she was born free. And then a law was passed that even if she went back home, she would be imprisoned and sold into slavery. So she could not go back to her home state. So what did she do? Well, she decided to devote her time and her efforts and her talents and abilities into the anti-slavery movement. She moved in with a couple, William and Latita Still. They were abolitionists. And William Still was known also as the father of the un Underground Railroad. Harper at the time began writing poetry for anti-slavery newspapers. And she wrote a poem called Eliza Harris, and it was published in The Liberator, which was Frederick Douglass's paper. And when she left Philadelphia in 1854, she had put together a, another volume of poetry called Poems on Miscellaneous Subjects. Then she traveled across the United States and she even went into a can in the Canada lecturing on anti-slavery and abolition. Her first speech was called The Elevation and Education of Our People. 
She even was hired as a traveling lecturer for a lot of organizations. These included the Maine Anti-Slavery Society and the Pennsylvania Anti-Slavery Society. And also, she worked for the right for women to be able to have more rights. She began to publish novels and short stories, and she worked on racism, feminism, and classism. 1859, she published a short story in an Anglo-African magazine called The Two Authors, Offers. And this story was about women's education, and it became one of the first short stories published in a magazine by an African-American woman. When her husband passed away, she began touring again, and she began to work with other prominent women rights activists. In 1866, she spoke at the National Women's Rights Convention in New York, and her speech was called, We Are All Bound Up Together. And she urged and tried to persuade people in the crowd to include African-American women in their fight for the right to vote. And she said in her speech that Black women were faced with two burdens. They were faced with the burden of racism and the burden of sexism at the same time. She worked tirelessly to organize women to help fight for the right to vote and equal rights. So what she did, speaking up for other people, at the expense of your own comfort. Speaking up for others who are being harmed and using your talents in the services of others is what Frances Ellen Watkins did. And this relates to some of the lyrics of the song. Ooh, a storm is threatening my very life today. If I don't get some shelter, oh yeah, I'm going to fade away. War children, it's just a shot away. It's just a shot away. War children, it's just a shot away. It's just a shot away. Rape, murder, it's just a shot away. It's just a shot away. Rape, murder, yeah, it's just a shot away. It's just a shot away. Catastrophe. Catastrophizing is when you assume that the worst will happen. And often it involves believing that you're in a worse situation than you're really in or exaggerating the difficulties that you face. I have catastrophic thinking. I'm an individual who finds it very, very difficult to think that the best is going to happen. It takes a lot of battling, fighting, shifting my thinking. Otherwise, I will perseverate, think over and over again about the worst possible thing that can happen. And then when you look out into the news and you look out into the world and you see things, literal rape and murder being just a shot away, being near to you, you can easily move into that type of thinking. There are ways to combat it. You can combat catastrophic thinking with spiritual reading. Example, First Peter says, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So spiritual journey, journaling, prayer, fasting, talking to people, 
therapy. These are ways to combat catastrophic thinking. But then we look around and it doesn't take that much effort to see pain and suffering being experienced by individuals around the world. And it's obvious that there are individuals who are more than willing to inflict it. There are reminders all over. And it brings a great deal of sadness to my inner being. What is it that causes people to hurt others? I don't know. I wish it were different. I know right now at this moment that there are people who need literal shelter, emotional shelter, spiritual shelter, economic shelter. Well, what can guide us? And then this stood out to me at the end of the song. Fades out with these lyrics. War children, it's just a shot away. But I tell you, love, sister. It's just a kiss away. It's just a kiss away. Love is a kiss away. Symbolically, do you need a literal kiss or can you give a kiss? A literal kiss or a symbolic kiss? Can you give an expression of love or shelter? I'm not trying to inject hyperbole or symbolism into this, just saying love or love will conquer all. What I'm saying is that our personal choices made in the service of others each day from our places of employment in our own sphere of influence can be that type of kiss, love that is just a little bit away. You know, we have a ton of people out there who are doing harm, but also we have a ton of people out there who are hurting and who are too discouraged to move. And if you're one of those people, I send you rest and hope for recovery and hope for relief. But perhaps there are a few of us who have the ability, the capacity and the resources, the position, the influence to give that kiss that will bring love closer to everyone. Hopefully our good acts, our good deeds will provide a form of shelter for those around us and then change may and will come. People like Frances Ellen Watkins Harper did what she could from where she was. And I go out each and every day as an educator in Southern California, working with students with disabilities, serving in my church, being a father, being a husband, creating podcasts and videos in hopes that the work that I do can be a positive force in the world. And if I can do it with my flaws, my imperfections, my setbacks, my blunders, grief, and pain, so can you. You can make that choice. Because love is just a kiss away. Thank you for listening to the Stephen Thompson Experience. I come here to educate, inform, and inspire. My hope is that you will decide to lead with the skills, gifts, and competencies that you possess. Here's a little bit of a bonus. Since this is Women History Month, I want you to check out the Mary Clayton version of Give Me, Give Me Shelter. Mary was a background singer on the Rolling Stones album and recorded her own version on her self-titled album, in 1970. Well, that's it for the Stephen Thompson Experience. I will talk to you again next week. Check out my website, the Stephen Thompson Experience, and you will see my YouTube channel, 
and I'm doing a series on coffee and creativity where I drop a new YouTube video every week. You can see my two books, Aquafunkapus and a Macrocosm of Mayhem, and my latest book, which is called Up the Nose and Back Out Again, Fall in Love, Save the World. Those can be purchased on Amazon. You can buy a Kindle copy. You can purchase a paperback copy, all there for you on my website. Check it out. See you soon. Take care. Goodbye.